Very good afternoon. We are at the FT Breckenhaus studio today, welcoming Mirjam Rüten, HR Director of Sefitra Group today. Lovely to have you with us. We do have Michael Skopinka, FT Contributing Editor of the Financial Times as well. And my name is Maike Hill. I'm from Headspring Executive Education. Lovely to be here today and we would like to speak about the latest leadership program and the leadership framework of Sefitra Group. Thank you uh, for having me, Maika, and uh, obviously being here in the FT building, um, it's, uh, it really brings back uh, memories also from, uh, from the past uh, and working in fast-paced environments, but uh, looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have. Well, thank you very much, Micah, and uh, nice to have you here, Miriam. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about Sefitra and its leadership and where it's going. Mm -hmm. And perhaps I can start with a general question. What does leadership mean to Sefitra today? Yeah, it's a good question indeed, because um, I, I actually think it it's means... Um, leadership in a changing environment and I was thinking but a changing environment is what we've always had right when having the conversations uh, with the managing board around this in in terms of wanting to develop our leaders not only now but also for the future we came to the definition of leadership needing to be setting the examples of future growth and whether that growth is in terms of the financial growth that you as a business aspire to or the mental growth or the growth in terms of the company as such. So wanting to leave a legacy, it can be addressed in all of them shapes and forms. And we actually came to say it's, it's all around behavior because how do you then address it? It's behavior. So it's around connecting with people. It's knowing yourself and knowing others. It's around making sure that you shape your business, that you shape your teams accordingly as well to deliver that growth. But it's also around development of those people. So they are also fit for purpose for the future when you are no longer there. So talk about a leadership style that develops growth. Growth to what purpose? Growth to what end? As I said, it's growth to mostly um, developing yourself and others, because only if you have such a mindset of being able to develop yourself, growing yourself, you can also grow others. And together, we'd like to believe, I'd like to believe, is how you then also grow the business. Okay. Now, your business, like many others, no longer relies, as I understand it, on a top-down, we'll tell you what to do, model of leadership. So how do you do this growth-based leadership in a sort of decentralized corporate environment? Yeah, yeah, that is actually something that I really welcomed when I joined the company that also the managing board is very much of a mindset that top-down approaches don't necessarily work. Crisis, yes. If you really want to go and, and have the business to be with you at all times, then you better get them voices in up front. So um, it's... Uh, very much structure where we leave the entities, as we call them, in the different countries, driven by the managing uh, directors and their teams, intact in terms of what you deem is necessary 
uh, and need it for your growth, you go ahead and do it. And obviously, if we think it's it's really going <laughs> beyond certain boundaries, we will have them conversations. But uh, all in all, the growth is driven by the entities themselves. And in order to make sure that we do go in one and the same direction, because that's ideally what you aim for, is that we have those conversations at leadership level. So that's also why we came to Headspring to say, we really want to go and make sure now that we're growing as a business in terms of its size, its people, and also in terms of its ambition. We want to bring these people together so they all come back with the same notion of that growth and being able to transpire that within their organizations but the way they do it that's up to them they need to see how it's best fit for their purpose and their customers their suppliers so this is a way of encouraging entrepreneurship encouraging individual initiative absolutely um, it's at the core of the company, to be honest. Agricultural commodities trading, food ingredients trading. There is a very close connect with entrepreneurship there in and in, in liaising and working with our customers, with the farmers, but also with uh, the people in the shipping industry and logistics industry. So it's it very much comes down to if you've got a great idea, go ahead with it. Because we do not want to go and miss an opportunity. You talked about doing this within the context of boundaries, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about those boundaries. What is the ethical framework for the company? The ethical framework is always that we do it within the uh, financial boundaries that are being set, obviously also not just for us, but also for other companies, as well as uh, any of the legal boundaries that, that any business is bound to. Plus, we rely on our own boundaries in terms of our values with regard to uh, respecting one another, uh, making sure that we do it in, in close collaboration and making sure that um, we also live up, as I just mentioned, to those behavioral values around shaping and connecting. We're all grown-ups and we have those conversations if we feel we go outside of those boundaries. Sometimes it can get heated. But because we... Um, are really open in those conversations, those people also really respect those boundaries. What does digitalization, what does this increased access to data mean to you as a business? A lot in terms of the challenges it brings us indeed. There's so much data nowadays going around uh, uh, and that you sit on, literally. And how do you go and make sense of it? How do you determine what's important and what's of usage perhaps for later on? What we have said, also looking at the strategy that, that we've set out for 28, is that digitization, digitalization, digital savviness, uh, it is something that we're going to go and put some money into, not only in educating our leaders and our people, uh, but also in terms of attracting new talent, upskilling the talent that we have, um, because we make use of data um, daily. If I look, as I said, to the people that we've attracted over the past year and a half, generating a data team together, organizing a hackathon in terms of how can we, for instance, from a risk management perspective, gather the data so that we can supply our traders with information on which they can base their decisions on. And not only our traders, also our farmers. It is something that we have put a focus on for the future in, as I said, 
developing, upskilling and bringing in that new talent. You said you've been in the business for a year and a half. I'm just wondering what has been the biggest surprise coming into the business. What has really struck you about the company? What has really struck me is indeed uh, the autonomy in which um, the entities operate and are allowed to operate because you see this sometimes uh, done a, be, uh, a bit differently with some holding companies or corporates and to the point we've spoken about the entrepreneurism. So it really is being fostered. It really is being fed as one of the key elements of this company. Just looking at uh, your traders and the people who work for you, I wonder how you balance that trader's mindset of let's do a deal today with the longer term vision that you have for the company. Yeah, good one, because to that extent, Stevitra is slightly different from, say, traders in the financial industry. So, yes, they're traders. Yes, they're commercially driven, but they're also very entrepreneurial and know that when they see an opportunity, they'll go, uh, they go for it. Be it that they also go for it in line with the customer, in line with the supplier, because what drives them, that's, I guess, part of their, their DNA, is that they want to see that longevity. They want to see that relationship being continued. Uh, they want to go and not only be profitable now, but also in the future. So the only slightly difficult thing sometimes for them is that they live quite in the moment, wanting to get that deal and therefore not always having a mind for development of their people or development of some more strategic projects. But that's where we have now therefore formed that group of leaders within the company to drive those behaviors and to say, hey, we need to be more mindful of it because it's not to say that they only go for the shorter term. Yes, they've got a longer term in their back, but sometimes they, in the back of their mindset is, but sometimes they forget it a bit. <laughs> so the balance to be struck is that they actually reach out to one another and say, hey, I heard you doing this. I saw you doing that. Can you help me with that? Or do you think that's a smart move? The program, to that extent, has uh, facilitated a lot of these conversations where those uh, MDs or FDs or functional leads would perhaps not normally speak to one another on those kind of topics. And now that's much more natural to them. So yes, they would speak to one another on whatever credit line or, or risk mitigation <laughs> exercise they had to go and undertake. But now within this program, we've seen that they are much easier in reaching out to their colleagues, talking about what you're doing right now, how are we going to go and make that being prolonged for the future. So this program has been an opportunity to have those conversations that yeah. might be difficult to have. People are too busy often at work. Exactly. Exactly. So that really has brought us some key insights into how we can do this differently also for the future. And it has brought us some key insights in terms of, okay, what kind of people do we also want to recruit for future purposes? Great. Well, thank you very much, Miriam. Micah, would you like a final word? Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all those very, very interesting insights. And we know that you are having and fostering um, intriguing and um, outstanding company culture. And you named in these conversations, you named challenges and sustainability, collaboration. And we know you um, already 
very successfully implemented those in the leadership program and in the leadership framework and the culture. So congratulations and we are delighted to support you on this and wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.